Hi, Heidi. Hey, Julie. <laughs> that so last sip, sip of coffee before we start recording. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. And it's yeah. decaf, so it's not like it's really helping me, but <laughs> I like oh, to pretend. I have decaf this morning, too. How labor we? I'm drinking iced coffee. There uh, you go. Yeah. I, mm, I'm yeah. very glad I, I this that... morning that we don't do a video podcast because oh, it is early yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah, um, I woke up like just an hour ago and um, I was really tired. So the kids had prom Friday night uh-huh. Ooh, and it's exciting. taken me two days to recover. <laughs> I didn't even go and I'm tired. Um, but it was, it was exciting. They were great. I mean, it was just like, they didn't have any dates, but they went with some of their, you know, like buddied up with their friends yep. and all the kids rode on a bus to Boston and um, we went to the gym. So here's, all right, so. The fun stuff is like, you know, some of the boys came over and they, you know, they kind of like finished getting ready and just hanging out here. And then we went all like they went with their friends to the gym at the high school. And then Keith and I drove up and and they do like a walkthrough through the gymnasium, whatever. And so you sit in the bleachers and everyone cheers and they play music. They don't announce their names or anything like that. Yeah. So and then the kids all walk out to the bus. So Keith and I go on the bleachers and we're not really sure how this thing works. You know, last year they didn't have proms, so we don't really know what's happening. It's been a couple of years and I don't know anyone to ask. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I was like, this is the interesting part about moving when the kids are older and it's like, I know all their friends, you know, but I don't know their parents, which is unusual. So I'm sitting on the bleachers looking down and I was not a soul to be like, what's the process? So I'm trying to figure it out. And you know, it's not, we, we get it after a few, you know, just kind of observing what's happening. And then I'm like, I don't have anybody to talk to you about the girls' dresses. I don't like Keith doesn't care, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like sad sitting there. Like, yeah. I just want to know one, one person to just be like, that's a pretty dress. Oh, I love that color. You know, nothing. So it's all in my head. Nobody Aww. to share it with. It was yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, I can see how that would be. That's tough. I didn't even think of that piece. Yeah. It's strange. It's definitely strange to be like in a school setup, you know, and not, I I mean, I know that like, I think I've met the PTO once or twice. I was on a meeting or two. I know the principal once, you know, the teachers I know, but yet not a single parent have I really met. Yeah, that is weird. Cause I, you know, from not moving and you had that too, you know, where you've been in, I mean, I've been in the same school since the kids were in kindergarten. So even if you don't, even if your closest friends aren't at an event, I know people, you know, there's always someone to, uh, talk to um, yeah yeah that Not would be tough that would be tough <laughs> I like how yeah. they do it though at the um at the gym because here yeah like when when my boys did it it was or my youngest boy because my oldest son didn't go but um but, you know we all went to a friend's house like he, yeah you know everyone and and the, the his group he didn't have a date either they kind of went in his group and they left in a bus from the friend's house which was nice you know it was fun but it was raining so we were all like huddled under the porch yeah and you know you you only see you know the group that gathers there which is great but i kind of like this idea of everyone going to the gym because then you get to see everyone and it's kind of like yes exciting yeah. Oh, it was it was like a fashion show. I mean, yeah. it was just like, oh, cool. You know, they're playing music. And they, I mean, the dresses were phenomenal. The girls looked great. The guys looked good, you know, and everybody sort of brought, excuse me, their own little style to it. So there were some ballroom dress styles and big Cinderella stuff. And yeah. then there was, you know, the slinky, you know, very barely sexy, there. Yeah, barely there. Yeah. Lovely, but beautiful. The girl, you know, and some girls did their hair all over and the others were just like, no, plain and simple. It was just, it, for me, it was just enjoyable to see because. Yeah. It's been a while, right? You know, with COVID and everything that's happened, like there's been really no school events where parents can go and see anything. But yeah, that was the weird thing about, right. So all these years of of being part of a school district and then meeting parents and knowing parents and it's not, I mean, you move and you just. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird. Because it was also neat to see. So when we went to gather, you know, Max went with his closest group of friends who he, you know, had known for years. He went through all the Boy Scout stuff with. So these were boys I really knew. And it was so weird to see them now, like the ones that had dates. Um, So, you know, they would, they were coordinated. So their tux matched the color of the girls' dress. And it was just so weird to see because these were boys that I had known since they were like six. And in my mind, they were still, you know, in the back of my car, drinking hot chocolate after a camping trip kind of you know yeah, like they were yeah. little boys yeah. and now to see them like dirty smelly <laughs> right 
And now to see them like dressed up and have a girlfriend and somehow knew enough to like coordinate that color, which I'm sure the mom and yeah. the, the girlfriend yeah. did. But it was yeah. just like, look at you, you know, like. Yeah. Well, it's so here's the interesting thing. So we weren't sure if they should do tuxes or not, because I was like, again, I don't know anybody to ask. Yeah. And I don't know what the tr- tradition has been. And I didn't know, you know, I was like, well, they're not, you know, if they don't have a date, then probably not. And it was like, you know, it's not, they're not cheap. Right. So we were like, we, we debated, debated, debated about a month ago what to do. And then I did some sleuthing on Facebook because that was my only method. And thankfully there were pictures from 2019 and I saw that boys wore suits yeah. and some of them wore tuxes and mostly the tuxes were connected to a girl. And so they were coordinated. So I was like, we're doing suits. suits. That's it. The boys are very them. handsome. I really like them. They were yeah. very sleek with their all yeah. black suit. And then the one <laughs> red and one yellow. That was cute. Yeah. They were cute. Yeah. There, it was fun. Like we went to, we had the suit and then we went to Macy's just to see if like they had, we, we bought a couple of more um, dress shirts for some other events. And like, I was like, you want to go, let's look for another tie or two. And so we would did that and they were just you know, shopping with my, with boys in general. It was yeah. kind of fun and yeah. different because they're just not tolerable. You know, they just, yeah. they play, they play in the store more than anything else. They're right. like standing next to the mannequins and dressing up as, you know, taking the clothes <laughs> off the mannequins and putting them on themselves. So we, we wasted a lot of time, yeah. but we finally <laughs> did get some stuff. And so, um, but yeah, like they had, they enjoyed like that dressing up part, you know, yeah. like I want to, I want to, I want, I want to pick the color of my tie. I want to, you know, so like we have a couple of different options. And so, yeah. We laid out all the ties. We checked them against what they were wearing. And then they, you know, I think the yellow actually was, um, we had that tie from Keith. And I was like, you ain't wearing it. So good. But um, I ordered shoes too late. So oh. they didn't show up. So they wore like other shoes they had, which were fine. Yeah. But I did order shoes and I was like, well, it just hopefully these will fit and you just keep them and, you know, yeah. for Well, that's the future. nice thing about suits is that now they have these nice black suits that they will, yeah. you know, be able to wear to yeah. other events, whereas the tux was a, you know, very expensive one-time thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I was actually good. Like, I think, like, it worked out in my, I was like, oh, okay, you know, again, no parent to ask. So. <laughs> and I, I'm not one to be like on the Facebook group, like, what do kids wear? I'm like, whatever. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing with those college Facebook groups. There's tons of parents asking very obvious questions. And I'm like, some of them, like, you're just like, okay, just go to yeah. the website. Like, it's there, you know? But I'm like, all right, fine. I get it. It's a lot, you know? And I'm like, I got to deal with it twice, two different schools. So sometimes there are parents who ask the questions that I'm like, I was thinking about and I'm yeah. researching and then they answer it. And I'm like, yay, thank yay. you. You know, so it is helpful, but you can spend all your time in those groups and be like, you know, looking oh, for oh stuff God. and asking. <sighs> yeah, I remember being in those groups, but leaving very quickly because I felt like a lot of the questions were just like humble brags like yeah, a little bit of that too yeah like you know my children my child's only got a 14 billion on his SAT and <laughs> I, you know yeah. he only got into 10 of his top 10 schools and I don't right. know what you know I was like shut up right <laughs> we're still deciding if this is the one we're gonna go to but we're gonna yeah. be in this group anyway just asking dumb questions right I was but like, he's shut, brilliant shut up <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And and then there's like, we haven't posted where they're going, which we'll do after graduation. Like, I'll just, you know, like the obligatory, like, hey, they graduated and here's where they're going photo. But um, but in the Facebook groups for the colleges, like parents are posting all these like designed, you know, either Canva or like whatever they're using (laughs) for like, like, you know, and it's like it's a collage and it's like baby photo, regular photo. I'm like, uh, mm, nope. Not yeah. doing that. Um, I mean, maybe if I had girls, it'd be different. They'd be more interested and check. I mean, my kids aren't even on Facebook. So they're like, right. you know, I limit what I put up there about them anyway. And what I put up about prom, I will take it down in a month because that's what I do. Right. <laughs> I just don't want Facebook owning my photos. So. Yep. No, I hear you. I hear you. But it is neat. It's. I'm glad they went. It's. Uh, yeah. They had a no, good time. Uh, they had fun. Yeah. They said it was fun. They said it was like the place was kind of small it was like beautiful like they went up to that rooftop in boston and it was beautiful and they were able to go outside it wasn't too crazy hot um they said the dance floor was a little small and um they uh the dj wasn't as good as they wanted it to be like they were really they wanted to dance you know but like they played like gangnam style rather than like you know which is all right fine but there were right. some of the music choices they were kind of disappointed in because like, I was like, there's so much good stuff out there now that they were like, where is it? So they were a little bummed, but we ended up, so they ended up coming. One of them came home 
And we had we hosted a couple of their friends just hanging out and like on the deck, whatever, with a fire and just chilling. And then we had um, uh, the other one went to like another small house party for a while. So that was the one I was like, okay, I'll wait in case yep. someone needs picked up. So at like yeah, one thirty, one forty five in the morning, they were like, yeah, could you come get us and bring like three friends home? Yeah, <laughs> I was like okay girls actually so i was like okay so i did that so I, yeah i didn't go to bed until like three and yeah because they then you know they were both like the other one finally had gotten home and then they were chatty 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 telling us everything and to chatting about it and so we didn't go to bed till three so we were wrecked for a saturday i don't know what we did yeah most of the day except we did the same thing when max went because we were like listen you can do whatever you want after but you can't drive like you can't have your yeah. car like we will yeah we, i'll drive you anywhere i'll drive your friends i just I didn't want him driving, not because he, uh, like, he's not a, he actually is not a drinker that we know of, but um, just being out on the roads at, you know, two in the morning when you're 17, who knows who's going to No, and it started raining. Car. Yeah. Well, you gonna, said it was raining that night for you, too. It was like, raining I, That would freak us. me out. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, you know, even if you trust your kid, like, you know, yep. kids are going to be like, hey, can you give me a ride? Then suddenly there's six kids in the car. It's chaotic. You know, forget it. Yeah. So no, we and like, then you we did the same nightmares. thing. So we were up till two or three in the morning that night, yeah. which I can't do anymore. No, oh, and that's oh, the thing. Murphy. I know he agrees. He was like, I was up. He was up all night too. He was exhausted on Saturday because there was kids in the house, and then we were up, and I'm driving coming home. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, what is going on? He was he sacked out after a certain point, but uh, yeah, we ended up just doing like errands on Saturday, and then um, it was the Preakness. Oh, right, the, right. Which the next we, horse race? Yes, we didn't watch. Oh, I, I won again. No. <laughs> that small, is small, small <laughs> amount. So, of course, like, I don't I don't think about it because this is my rule. Like, I don't really look at the horses until day of. Okay. So then I start, like, doing – I did a little bit more research because this is – it's only nine horses in this race. And – it didn't have the winner from the previous um, race, the Derby. So, so why does? Because don't they always go for the Triple Crown? Why didn't that one? They go do, in? but I, I, we don't know. I mean, I think what I heard, what I read, whatever was that they were just gonna rest the horse for for the Belmont because it's a okay. bigger purse technically. Gotcha. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe they just kind of don't want to. I don't. I think I think some horses are made for the Triple Crown, and some just Aren't you know. It, yeah aren't and so this was you know the last minute horse to begin with so um so he'll he'll race in the belmont so this was there were a few horses from the derby including the second place winner who became the one of the favorites for the preakness in this race and then you know basically six or seven other horses you didn't know and one female okay. the filly cool. yeah um so i voted a lot of people betted on her um she came in fourth. She did well, but um, but yeah. So uh, I did a little bit of research, and then um, I bet a different couple, a couple different combos, and that's one of my combos was the first two, you know, the first and second. Ooh, um, I'm gonna give you money for winners. the next one for the Belmont. <laughs> I know. I was betting. I was. I texted my like my my. I have a group chat with my cousins, my first cousins, and we were like one one is a poker dealer in vegas and so you know like he loves all this stuff like he doesn't always bet but he you know he, he gets it and i have another cousin who lives in atlantic city right now so he's you know gets it so we're all just chit-chatting and then my cousin in alabama was like i'm gonna bet i like the philly you know let's do it da, 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 da. so she's like at the last minute trying to get on a on a, on a app and trying to download and try to figure out and of course like everybody's chiming in with what kind of bet you should do and of course my cousins are like the Atlantic City and Vegas guys were like, you know, do the big bets of like this, that. And I'm like, no, 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 do the safe bets, do the safe bets. Cause like, yeah. you know, if you're first time and you don't want to spend a lot, like just, you know, try to do a yeah. safer bet that's, you know, not risk too risky. So I won, but not a lot, very little. Um, but it was fun. And so I'm going for the triple crown. Okay. <laughs> like, well, yes, definitely. Oh, yes. that's so funny. Good for you. Yeah. 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 This is, I mean, you know, and they're like, you're the professional better now. And I'm like, no, this is, hasn't, I mean, I have been betting on this with these horse races on and off for the last maybe 15 years, you know, and I'm like, I've only won a handful of times, you know what I mean? And I've never won big last, the Derby was the biggest I've ever won ever. So yeah. I don't go in thinking I'm going to win or spend all that money well, I want and put it on I'm my next bet. I'm going to you a few bucks to uh, place a bet for me because you clearly are on a streak of, oh, you're on a roll. and Something. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. But yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not for another couple of weeks. So I can put it. I can put it aside and rest and not think about it. 
Yeah, yeah. Your big <laughs> winnings, your new career. <laughs> Uh, yeah that would be amazing and of course my cousin kept throwing in like you should have done this bad you would have won that and i'm like duh no should have would have could have well that yeah that's the um the few times i have bet on you know some sort of sporting event or a race i'm i'm happy to pick a horse that's cool but Mm -hmm. it's that part the like what kind of bet is yeah i cannot wrap my head around that i'm like what and then it's you know you have to pick other things you can't just pick the one horse and it's more than I can handle. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while. It took me, I would say a couple of years of doing it to really get my arms around. And even then, like I'll have big debates about, because now the apps, now that we can use the apps to bet and not go to OTB or whatever, which was like the in-person betting, um, the apps give you a lot of permutations and stuff. They have all of it. So you're, and you can even put in like you can test a bet. You can be like, I want this and this and this kind of bet. And then it'll tell you, not in every case, but in, in most, what the purse would be if that combination wins. Okay. And you're like, oh. So that kind of incentivizes you to be like, well, I like that bet, you know. But right. whether the horses, whether the horses are going to actually do what you put in that bet is another issue. But it's kind of interesting. So I'm like, this is, this is, the, and Keith was like, I'm so glad that this was not available when I was in my 20s, like an app, right. you know, he's like, because I would have been all over, like all the permutations, all the possibilities, right, and I would have right. blown like a, a grand or two on a just, you know, a race. Yep. You should have been like, yes, I'm very glad too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's had his challenges in the past. So we, yeah. Um, so I'm in charge of the betting. <laughs> But that, you know, I mean, it's just like, you know, they used to go to like Vegas and, you know, and you can yeah. just bet on anything in Vegas, you know, yeah. like that was my cousin was saying, he was like, you bet on like the color of the horse, whatever the jockey colors are like, right. you can bet on anything, anything, anything at any time. Yeah. When we were in Vegas, yeah. we went to one of those like sport betting places. Sports book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just like walls of televisions and just people yeah. betting on like you could literally bet on anything on anything how brown the dirt is that day right the color of the shirt of the person in seat 47 like yeah any anything you could imagine you could bet on there was so much going on in there and again I was totally overwhelmed I didn't I I like like nickel nickel slots are about my um, yeah the drink girl still comes over there's shiny lights and at the end of the day I've lost like 25 dollars I'm good with that yeah totally happy with that yeah yeah like I, if someone were to give me money, I'd be really good. Like I, I would, I would, um, like I like playing props, but I get nervous when it's my own money. So like, yeah. you know, we've gone and we've played props in places and Keith will let me play because he knows I'm very competitive. And so I'm like, get out, you know, it's like my, you know, and he loves it because he just likes to be the whisper in my ear and be like, this is what you're supposed to do. And so, and he loves how happy I get over it, you know, because yeah. I really like the competitive nature and like, where are the dice going to go and how you play the game? But I can, one, never do it completely by myself. And two, I get nervous about how much money to put down. So I just don't really, I don't, yeah. have, like, I don't, I don't like no. it. You know what yeah. I mean? I, think I it's don't like have you, that either. I don't have that either. Mm-hmm. I, we, like, because we don't have enough money to play like that. You know, like, no. if we lose, you know, a good amount of money. It'll I'm like, hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, even if yeah. I lost like, you know, 200 bucks, I'd be like, well, that could have been a really nice dinner. I, <laughs> right. Right. You know, like, well, right. Exactly. Like I don't need. Yeah. I. Yeah. So yeah. I. It's fun if you go in with a set, but that's the problem. I think that the this is the problem today, right? With ATMs and all this stuff. Like you're just gonna go take. You know, you get that bug, and you're like, let's keep going. And it's like, yeah, mm, and a few that. drinks, and then yeah. suddenly, you know, ah, yeah. And when who you're cares? up, like I, I'm good at walking away when I'm up, yeah. which is hard to do. But I, I've <laughs> done that before. Yeah, we did that once, Norm. We we were at um the. Foxwoods up in like Connecticut when it first opened and the first bet Norm placed he won like $500 and I was like that's Mm. it we're spending we spent the night we went to see a show we went out to dinner we like didn't bet anymore yep we were like this is amazing (laughs) yeah right exactly like that's I mean and that's that's right a lot of people want to be like well I want to double it (laughs) yep nope we were like yeah we we couldn't have gotten out of there fast enough we were like cash out before they are on to us like yeah, yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> gonna follow you all day. Yeah. Well, I also, I mean, I'm definitely big into just feelings, intuition. Like, I, I just think like that's if it doesn't feel right, you gotta walk away, you know. And yeah. if it feels good, stay, but stay to, you know, again within limits. But I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, whatever, it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Well, congratulations. That's cool. 
Yeah. 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 That's fun. So. Yeah, we had a pretty low-key weekend um, so far. I've been I've been reading. I'm reading real books, one, but listened to so many books because it's totally garden season. So I've... Mm. Um, so I listened to uh, Stanley Tucci's book, Taste. Oh, fantastic! Okay. A great really? book. He tells all of these great stories about, you know, growing up with Italian grandparents who lived over in Westchester, and uh-huh. just fascinating stories. Travel, his life, all surrounding food, and oh, neat. just really great stories. But I was really taken you know, just smitten with his um, grandparents who, you know, kind of had this house over in Westchester, which is, you know, a very urban area and suburb of New York City. And so it's not like they had a ton of land. It was not a farm. But what Mm -hmm. they did in this little backyard, you know, they grew grapes, they grew tomatoes to can all their tomatoes for the year. They made wine. They raised rabbits and chickens and goats and like in this little, you know, a, a piece of yeah. land that was no bigger than our piece of land. It was just very, you know, I think we're sort of headed back to that direction of people sort of yeah. wanting to be more self-sufficient in their backyard. So kind of knowing that just a, two generations ago, it was kind of the norm, like people just yeah. sort of did that. And we've gotten yeah. so far away from it, but now wanting to return to that, it just made it seem more possible that this, you yeah. know, this little couple was like literally growing their own grapes and making wine in their backyard That's near awesome. me in an area right. that was near yeah. me. You in know, New it was York, just, yeah. 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 It was just very inspiring. I was like, oh, we can do so much more. Um, so yeah. that one was really good. And he reads the audiobook, which, uh, you know. With, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So that was. I like that. Yeah. That was a really good one. And then I also listened to um, Melissa Gilbert's new uh, memoir, Back to the Prairie, which, you know, she's not the storyteller that Stanley Tucci is, which is no disrespect to her. He's just an amazing storyteller. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think if you watched the Little House series and you have, you know, this affinity for, you will love it. So um, I was happy to to listen to that. It was was a good, uh, a good Good, good listen for a little while. And then uh, I'm reading or just finished this morning, The Downstairs Girl by mm-hmm. Stacey Lee. And it's um, it takes place in 1890s in Atlanta. And it's about um, a young 17-year-old Asian girl and, you know, her life in Atlanta, which, you know, we really think we – I – don't think that we, I didn't think that much about the history of the Asian America in, in America. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just, I didn't know mm-hmm. that much about it. So it was really fascinating to kind of hear, you know, if you were Asian living in that area at that time, like you couldn't rent an apartment, you couldn't have land. And so just where they found to live, you know, they would find like basements to live in and uh, wow. just the whole, it was, it's just, a, it's fascinating and a really good story. And the, mm-hmm. the girl is, she's definitely, you know, triumphs through the story, which is inspiring. And so that's a really good one, The Downstairs Girl, which I was listening to. And then I looked it up before this to find out what year it actually took place. And it's actually a young adult book. It's on Reese Witherspoon's Young Adult. So, so I was like, oh, well. That's but it's, okay. Yeah, it's, fan, it's fantastic. We're young um, at heart. We're young at heart. And the book I'm actually reading, like, a real book um, is Lost and Found in Paris, which mm. is um, by Leon Dolan, who's one of the Satellite Sisters, that podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. that I've listened to for years. So she's written a few yeah. books and I always read them. So it's good. This is, I think, her, you know, you, so she's written, this is her fourth book. And mm-hmm. um, since I've read all three and kind of listened to her all the time, I can really see how she has developed as a writer. And this one is definitely oh, her best one so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really enjoying it. So that's it. So I feel like this time of year, you would think in the winter I would get more reading. Done, yeah. Yeah. But no, no it's always this time out. of year because I include audiobooks in my, what yeah, I've read. And I just listen to so many more books this time of year. That's nice. No, yeah. I'm not reading anything. I need, I need, I need, I need to start. Yeah. I think I, I just, I get, I'm uh, tired. I get tired quickly. So from reading, which. Yeah. So I do need to, I'm in the car, so I definitely need to download some audio, but I'm just, I got to prioritize it. I'm all, like, I just, there's a lot of things that I'm like, I'm podcasting. I'm listening to a lot of podcasts right now when I drive. 
which I'm enjoying, but um, I would like a book. Yeah. I'd like to get back to I reading. I like a but... good audio book. Fun I'm still stuff. watching a lot of shows. Um, Keith and I were Nancy? on this. No, not yet. I, I was going to. Yeah, because that's on it our, could... that's, I think we're starting that tonight. That's Jessica Beale, right? Yeah, everyone yeah. keeps talking about it. Yeah, yeah. But, we just finished the um, the con on Apple TV. Okay. So it's about a guy who his name is Con Eric Con, and he pulls off one of the biggest cons where he um, he helps people get their Social Security um, SSI SSD like their um, the extra benefits um, uh-huh. if you're disabled. Right. So he helps them quickly. And it basically was a big scam with um with a with a uh, a judge approving all his cases. And so people were getting their money within days, which Ooh. was unheard of. It usually oh, takes unheard. like 18 months. Yeah. yeah. So um so he made millions and then it was like so it was like a four-part series, crazy. I don't know, they have to make a movie about this because it is so crazy. Um, towards the end of like what happens and how they figure it all out and how long it takes to figure out and how um, they're right up into the statute of limitations until they do. And then he still does. Cra- I mean, he's just kind of like this local, like in Appalachia is where it happens. Okay. So he's like this local celebrity and he acts like it. I mean, he's just got this big ego. He marries like 17 times, I think. Like it's incredible. Like the whole thing was incredible. But um, between that and then we started watching um, on Netflix, you know, The Banner of Heaven on Hulu with Andrew Garfield about the fundamental uh, right. the murders that happen with the fundamental um, Mormist, uh, Mormons um, amongst regular Mormons. And so then we started watching this other series documentary on Netflix about this murder, this Mormon case about another con, basically this guy who back in the eighties and Keith sort of vaguely remembers this. Cause we were, you know, we always have that conversation. Like, do you remember when this happened? And I was like, I was worried about like, you know, the hair growing on my body and, you know, what my hair looked like. I was, tw- you know, 10. Like I wasn't paying attention to the national news, but he's like, I do. I remember he was a little older than me, but it was basically a guy who he was really good from a very young age until, he, you know, much older that where he would um, duplicate documents like and try to make them real and like succeeded for a long time and making like real historical documents surface that people were looking for and replicating and his techniques with chemistry and, so, and like the way he did it all. And so they tried to crack, like he had uncovered Mormon, supposedly Mormon documents um, that would question the validity of the, what the Mormons were teaching. Mm-hmm. And so um, he eventually got caught, but before he got caught, he ended up killing a few people that were onto him and that he was also oh, like, he was like trying to sell certain things. So he had like a lot of money, like he led, he led like a dual life. Like his wife had no idea. Like he led a Mormon life in one view. And then outside of that, because of all of the people he interacted with, he would fly all over the place and deal with dealers all over the place, looking for certain documents and stuff. And, you know, he had a lot of money exchanging hands all the time. And so he owed a lot of money. And so he needed to sell certain things. So he was on a lot of like pressure and stress. And he ended up killing some people who kind of started to figure it out. And um, and then he kind of hurt himself in the process too to make it look like it wasn't him. And then they they really unraveled the whole thing. So it was really interesting. But I was like, so I've been living in the, <laughs> the complete opposite perspective as usual with what I'm watching. But um, yeah, it was, it was fascinating stuff. I don't know. I just, I find that stuff really interesting. Yeah, no, that sounds really interesting. And I love that, you know, Norman and I had a conversation about this not too long ago. Um, Here's my like, dog again, sorry. He agrees <laughs> um, about how, you know, like with the forging of documents. Yeah. That, that, yeah. You know, years ago, like if in the 80s, there just really was no technology to track that. But you still felt like like I would have in the 80s, I would have never forged a check because I would think, you know, the cops would show up on your door and you'd go to jail. Right. Yeah. But now yeah. looking back, I'm like, they had no way to track that. Like. In the 80s, we should have all been forging checks. There was no, there was literally no, no. way to figure this out. <laughs> no, and they and they go, so apparently as part of his plea deal or whatever it is, like to try to get a reduced sentence, he told them the whole story of how he did it from very early on when he was like, he was a, an only child, I think, growing up, he had to spend a lot of time by himself and he mastered forgery at like 15. Like he had figured out stuff. He was forging coins. And right. getting them through the U.S. Mint, like he was doing, right to your point, they weren't checking the way. And yeah, whatever he figured out chemically to make these documents look older than they were, they figured out um, two like expert 
people back then, and to your point, to with whatever techniques they had back then, um, everyone, they would send it all over. The FBI authenticated the documents that he did, but they, like two guys figured out that it had to do with the ink. And so there's a certain way ink ages and his ink aged, but it was cracking. And okay. it was, that's not supposed to happen based on the ink they had back then. And so, and they, and they were able to compare to other documents that were from the same time period. And they're like, this ink didn't crack. So, but it was like really, really hard. Like they, these two guys yeah. were like, uh, we, we're running out. I mean, they were like, maybe we shouldn't be in this business because we suck. You know, like they thought they were that bad. Like they were just questioning. And these were the best of the best right. of the, four, you know, yeah, they guys just didn't who could have figure the it technology out. then that. I know. And then yeah. you think, so what is it now that we could be getting away with? The thing is, is that you don't know, right? You just don't know. Yeah. Like there's something that you could be doing now, not that you should. <laughs> like I'm not right. at all advocating for doing illegal things. But it's like if you only knew, you know, if you could only see back from the future and be like, oh, you could do this. No one's onto it yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. There's so Right. I mean, this. There's so much of this stuff going on. I, I mean, that's the thing with these forgeries and these cons. Like, it's happening every day, all this stuff that's going on and digital identities and creating. I mean, what, what you know, so the interesting thing, I don't know if you realize this, a lot of times, um, you know, what they, they complain about this on social media with, like, fake accounts and bots and stuff like that. But now there's also this, because they've gotten so much good, you know, so good at um, replicating, you know, like, making fake people look real you know yeah. like images not just yes. a, you know what we see in movies and stuff and like what they're robots that they're working on but seen a lot of like photos and you're like is that a real person and then you realize no and there's certain ways to figure it out but it's hard it's getting yeah. hard and i'm like that's scary to me it is like, okay yeah and then some people are just falling for the old like i had yeah um, give me your phone give me your social security number yeah. over the phone i I had someone call me yesterday who was affiliated with where I used to work, um, you know, years, you know, a while ago. Um, but he called because someone who is presently uh, affiliated with that organization, he said, I got the strangest text from them. They wanted me to buy $800 gift cards and send it to him, them. So I was just calling to see if they're okay. And I was like, that's a scam. Like, that's clearly a scam. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was like, do you think you should call and make sure they're okay? And I was like, well, I will, but don't buy, if no one is doing that, no one is, Aww. you know, and this is not someone, this is someone that I would, I would think would be more savvy than that, you know, but I, it just drove home the point that like, wow, this, the, the old school scams still are work. still working because sometimes you yeah. get those, you know. Nigerian prince who wants to send you three million dollars <laughs> if you only send him ten thousand, and I think, who? Why is this still going around? Like, why yeah. is this still going around? But apparently, it still yeah. works sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sad. Um, yeah, there's a comedian that like breaks down those uh, those Nigerian prince emails, <laughs> and it's quite funny. The kids have yeah. shared them a couple times. Like, any to them too with like really funny answers like it's good and sometimes he gets into an exchange with them and that's his like whole his whole bit on youtube is like how what happens and how you know what they say back to him and he's like yeah. you know they get really interested and <laughs> holy crap i don't know that stuff just I, I couldn't i couldn't keep it up i'm like I'm, i don't even know i don't think i'm that sophisticated to yeah. try to dupe somebody else you know dupe the duper you know yep we talk about that because we did the DNA testing and my husband is like 99.9% Nigerian. And so he, he does that to me every once so in a while. So it's his family. Yeah. yeah. So, so if he like needs to, you know, if he has like no cash on him and he needs money, he's like, the Nigerian prince is taking $20 out of her wallet. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, well, so speaking of that stuff, so when, um, so I still have my, I did the ancestry thing too uh -huh. um, a while ago and I still have my account. Not it's the, I don't do the paid one, but I still get updates. And um, the newest update is really interesting. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's the they now break down your ethnicity based on your parents. So who gave you what? Oh, okay, that's yeah. Interesting. It's but fascinating. You, would your parents have had to do it as well? Nope. No. Nope. Huh. No. No. They're able to. I don't. I didn't read the whole thing about how they're able to figure it out. But you go in and, and it doesn't assign them right away. It basically makes you assign it. So because they were like, 
based on what you know, where do you think these things came from? Okay. And so like I know sir I was able to figure it out between both my, my parents overlap with quite a few um uh background but uh, ethnicities but uh, there were some differences for sure that I know are more so from my mother than my father. So maybe with other families, you know, where there are very different mother and fathers, you know, backgrounds, maybe you know it'd be even clearer than mine were, but um but it's really interesting. Like I I'm and they tells you the breakdown of how, like how, so if like, if there is overlap, it tells you what percent is from father versus mother. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah, I really it is, liked it. Every once in a while we do get updates where it's like your percentages have changed yeah. a little and you're a little yeah. more whatever. Yeah. You know? I was like, mine, my top two are Portugal and Spain and they keep flip-flopping. So like there were times where Spain was really high and then. Portugal was like low and then it would be like Spain's really I mean Portugal's really high and now so now I'm back down to like more Spain than Portugal but still both of them are pretty pretty decent um uh percentages but yeah it, I I I still like it I told Keith so Keith similar to like he's like I'm mostly Irish what what's gonna change and I'm like you don't know and I was like don't you want to know where you're mostly Irish maybe your father had some Irish and he's like all right you know and I'm like just Go log in and just see what it's like. I don't know. I'm annoyed with him. And I was like, it's not for you. It's for our kids. The kids are like, we don't really care. No, no. But I did. <laughs> but like, they I, will I one day. To, they will one day. Right. Well, I think they will. Like, they're, or their kids will, right? Or what, if they yeah. have them. Like, like, to me, I said to Keith, I'm like, you know, his family's so small on his mother's side. Like, that I was like, you should go on and build your tree because that's how you'll find out if you do have any other cousins. And like, yeah. that could be really interesting because like, you if you know like he's like fourth generation Irish or third generation we don't know so this is why I want him to do it because I'm like we know his family came over you know way back when all the Irish came over you know so I'm like go back and trace some of that it would be really interesting right no nope. I'm like no but no he said he would do it I, after I guilted him because I was like it's not about you <laughs> <laughs> good my great good. wife yeah yeah uh, yeah we haven't done much with it either we you know every once in a while we get it notice like you have a new cousin and we're like mm, yeah ignore <laughs> yeah no I don't do anything with that either I just look at it and I ask my mom is this really a cousin because I don't really know like yeah. I'm not like some of these people I don't I don't know but I am looking for um and it's unlikely but I am looking for more people on my father's side like yeah beyond the people that I know so most of the cousins that have come up are on my mom's side which I already sort of um, but my dad's side is the black hole, you know, after mm -hmm. his grandparents and a couple of cousins that are in the States, I can't find anybody else. And they're mostly in Cuba and Spain. Like they're, so they're distant, you know? So I'm like, maybe one day yeah. Cuba will allow it would them be to. Right. And it would be neat to, you know, hook up and go visit yeah. and, you know, it would just be amazing yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, now that they're opening Cuba again, I would, I mean, I have cousins there. I've never met. I have uncles. Yeah never met my, my grandfather passed away a couple you know not that like maybe 10 years ago like I would have loved to have gone and yeah I've never met him you know yep. so like yeah so like I we always talk about going and then we're like mm, don't know any you know don't know where they are don't know their I mean I kind of know I know one name I would love but, to go to Cuba yeah me too me too we will go it's on the list I mean yep. and if things do if, if Biden apparently is opening things back up again um after so Obama opened and now Biden's opening them again so I'm like oh maybe we should go that would yeah. be nice we can we don't have to go to Canada to fly there <laughs> so yeah. anyway so we um we got we had photos taken of the house oh for the for real estate, yeah for the listing yeah and uh I remember I was thinking about you because we had to you know stage it yeah <laughs> And take a lot of things, you know, down and off the walls and like, you know, just put things away. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I used to do some of this type mm -hmm. of stuff. And I'm like, it was fun. Like the house looked really good. And I was like, maybe we should keep it this way. You know, it does. <laughs> I, I always, so many people. So I used to do that. I used to, you know, help people stage their house for showings. And so many people would say like, I don't know if I want to sell now. You know, like they would just yeah. see their, their house in a whole different light. And they'd be like, this yeah. is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the photographer, like they sent us one of the photos. I'm waiting for all the the photos to come in. But, um, and I, I actually like this, like we, when our house was staged and photographed for the one in New York, 
like I downloaded all the files because I was like I wanted pictures of what my house used to look I don't know just yeah, for me you know definitely. and so they'll like I'll have it again for this house and I'm like but she sent us like one outside photo and it looks great and I was like yeah I was so she sent it to me and I was like how much <laughs> <laughs> yeah is it on the market yet? So you're yeah. you're putting it on the market. It's happening. Yeah, I know it's happening. We're, have you um, found um have you found an apartment? Have you no. figured out what you're doing next? No. No, we we have so we get listings all the time. So nothing is available quite yet in the fall for when we're gonna move. So we've um we're just trying to pay attention to what is the type style of places, what we prefer. Um, so like townhomes versus condos versus an apartment complex. Um, and we're just trying to narrow down. We've now, you know, we've been looking at like five towns. And so we're just trying to narrow down, even out of those, what areas within those towns that we'd really want to be in um, and that have the most apartments and it, that we're looking for, you know, the dream list. Um, so, yeah, so but we've done that. You know, I mean, I think we've been looking at enough listings now and we've kept a list of like what we like so we can show the realtor and then location wise. Um, we've kept a couple of areas. So there's, we're down to like three areas that we're like, if we can get a place here, that would be ideal. Okay. So we'll yeah, start some, looking so at it. Yeah, something will come up. I'm sure people yeah. will, you know, after school ends, like everyone starts moving around. So yeah. Our like realtor said June would be a good time to start like actually visiting. And, and you know, some of these things you do have to wait even when they do have an opening and that kind of stuff. So we're going to, you know, if we like a couple of places like apartment complex wise, because um, I'm I'm kind of interested in um, if we can find like a three bedroom that's part of our apartment complex that has like allows pets, has a dog run, underground parking. Like part of me is like, yeah. And cost-wise, it's almost the same as what other stuff we're looking at, like townhomes and other things. So we're, we're like, well, why not have a gym? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. why not have a pool and pay the same amount? Of, like, so it, it just depends on the area because some of those places can be really nice, but they're like in a, an industrial or like um, more office type area than residential. So we're like, eh, I don't know if yeah. that's what I want completely. But I want to see them. Like I want to just make rule it out if we really don't want that. So um, those you have to get on the list for. Like you'd have to get on when something opens up because the three bedrooms are hard to get in yeah. um, those types of settings. So yeah, so we'll see. All right. Well, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I'm yeah, excited to hear your journey. Yeah, yeah. Good. Speaking of journey, I have a waxing journey. You're pointing to your lip. <laughs> As I'm pointing to my lip. So, you know, things, it's every once in a while I'm like rubbing my chin and I'm like, holy, what is that? You know, it's like they <laughs> pop up overnight. Uh, and I used to go, so the first time, so I, I have avoided any sort of home waxing situation because mm. I once decided that I would buy that like microwave wax to wax my own legs, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I... <laughs> I uh -oh. warmed up the wax and it feel like it feels nice, like it's warm wax. Yeah. And so I was putting it on my leg and I don't I don't know what I was thinking, but I kind of did my whole leg like a cast. Oh no. You know, it was the one you just, you know, you kind of put it on yeah. and then you peel off the actual wax. Yeah. And, and and then I was like, well, now how do I get this off? I mean, there was no like fast pulling it because it was I had to like chip it off. <laughs> Because long strips. Yeah, it was like a cast. My yeah. whole lower leg, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I totally botched that. And it was so painful. It took me like hours, like one, like a half an inch at a time <laughs> breaking it off. Oh, it was awful. So since then, I've left it to the professionals to do yeah. any sort of waxing situation. But I stopped that in 2020. And I never mm. really went back to it. So I've been doing like just, you know, plucking whatever something shows up, pluck that fine. But now I'm feeling like, okay, we need to do, we need to do whole areas. We need to do, mm -hmm. you know, a little more. So I am back to home waxing, but there are, Sally Hansen makes these things. They're wax strips and you put them in your hand. I know I'm late to the party and everyone probably knows these. But you put them in your hands and like rub, you know, rub them forth and they get hot yep. and then you put them on and you rip them off and they're fantastic. I'm addicted. I love them. Yeah. So, <laughs> Don't put them on your legs. <laughs> Don't put like, because you can't, you, 
the, the, the beauty is that you can't get in trouble. Like it's, you know, it's like two inches by a, a half an inch. And yes. That's, no, no, that's no, no. All right, you right. Can do it won't let you make a cast. It yeah, will not yeah, yeah. let you make a cast. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, but. did you see, um, I was just watching um, on Netflix, I was bopping around and David Letterman come out with his show on Netflix. Uh, I think it's like my guest doesn't need any introduction or something like that. So this, this series, it's like this fourth season. He interviews Cardi B. Okay. And they're in a bodega and she's telling him this is the opening scene she's telling him how he's like what do you what are your plans tonight she's like well i gotta go get some things wax my lip and my eyebrows <laughs> he's like you do <laughs> get rid of my mustache and he's like what what it, you know old white guy he doesn't get it he has no idea she's like, uh-huh she's like i have a lot of makeup on right now you can't see it but it's there you know? <laughs> it's hysterical <laughs> and i was like oh, see even celebrities even go through yeah she's hysterical i got i watched yeah. like halfway through it was funny but i was like yeah it's it's a it's still a problem and she's you know she's she's half dominican half um creole no um Haitian. no trinidad i think trinidad. Trin- uh, trinidad yeah but it was funny. I was just like, see, yeah, look at her. She's got all the money and she still needs to go get her wax list. And she was like, I got to stay on top of it. She's. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's true. <laughs> Things start popping up. Things start- and, and she's why- younger, but yeah. I know. But, and it used to be like, I've always had, you know, I would get things waxed, but it was like the hair was like very light. Yes. Mm-mm. Now it's ooh, like, that is not even the color of my hair. Where does that come? It's like jet black hair, and I'm like, my hair is not even that dark. So no, how no. come? Where where does this come from? Right. Oh, Why is know, all the melanin, whatever that, right? Right. Going all there. That. This is turning gray, but this yeah. this jet Wrong black, place. yeah, gorgeous, <laughs> yeah, luscious. Can we can we come up with some medicine that reprograms? Where, yeah, because like, this is goes? like thick and beautiful. Uh yeah. When Norm had his um. <laughs> surgery they had to cut his beard did i tell oh, you that oh no so, yeah so my husband has a great beard it's and it, you know where his chin is it was long it was like oh. when he had it brushed out it was like seven or eight inches long wow you know he was very and um so they <laughs> the morning of the surgery the man who came into prep was like oh um because you know they're going in through his neck so yeah, they have to get under. They're like, wait, we're not going to pull this up yeah. the whole time. So we're not they, a nurse well, they, hold it up. <laughs> yeah. So he said, he said, okay, we're going to try to preserve as much as possible. So they just kind of shaved all like to his jawline and left okay. everything. So like when he was, when you looked at him head on, you really couldn't tell. Okay. So he went into surgery like that. But apparently somewhere in the surgery, that beard got in the way because the doctor just chopped that shit off. Like, just <sighs> gone. So he came out. He was all, um, like, raggedy. <laughs> you know, because yeah. he really, he keeps his beard very tight. So um, so he was finally able to go get a shape up uh, oh, good. last week. So he now look, it actually looks very handsome. You know, it's a full beard, but it just doesn't have the length that it used to have. Yeah. He looks very handsome. He's going to grow it back. But um, I feel bad (laughs) because he was, you know, it really is part of his persona. Yeah. Well, when you've been growing it that for so long, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's like I'm mourning it for him. I know. That's sad. Yeah. I know. When he woke up, yeah, I was yeah. like, ooh, I didn't tell him that night. I was like, mm, no, everything looks great. Everything looks great. Yeah. He was like, yeah, something's different. <laughs> right. Where did it all go? I tell you, that's the, th- that's the scary part when you're under. You can't, don't you, have a say. You don't have a say. Yeah. And they don't have any. I, I was like, they didn't have to cut off. They could have cut off, I'm sure. I mean, listen. Couldn't he have whatever. braided it and twisted it up? That's what I was thinking. I was like, that's what we should have done. We should have given you like two tight braids along your jawline yeah. to keep. But Wrap I didn't think of ear. it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of it. But yeah, mm. that's that's scary. And then I think like, oof, like if you ever had to have like surgery, like in your head, your scalp, I mean, yeah. they'd probably just be ruthless. I mean, and honestly, yeah. you know, if something's in your way while you're trying to keep me alive, go for it. Do what you need to do. Yeah. But yeah. um, Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're not barbers, doctors. They are not. No, 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 no they, surgeon. And I don't, yeah, they don't really I, I work on he, that part. No, I think he used like a butter knife. I mean, that, it was not nice. <laughs> they were like, wait, we can't use the scissors we need to use to cut it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Somebody else have a, like some hair clips? Yes, or like anyone yeah, have a pocket else? knife? I mean, it really, like there was not, no two hairs on his beard were the same length. I was like, what did oh, they do? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, they, there's no beauty school in, in medical school. No, no, they apparently <laughs> don't get that. Um. <laughs> I think it's like probably like one class or like, you know, shave and here's the tools. Bye. Yeah, yep. whatever. Yep. Probably covered in five minutes. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. So I, um, I learned a new word. I was um, out with when I was picking up my, my son um, after prom um, actually, no, it wasn't that. It was before I left. They were, my, my other son was here with a few friends and they were having a conversation. They kept using this word, aromantic, aromantic, aromantic. And I was like, aromantic. I didn't want to ask what it was. So I Googled it and I was like, oh, it means when someone is, doesn't have any romantic feelings toward anybody else. Ever so or just a, at the moment? I, that's right. I guess as at that moment or at that ever, they, they don't feel attracted, or, you know, they don't have any romantic feelings towards someone. I don't mean, I don't know if you can use that exclusively to say you don't feel attracted or feel romance towards anything or anyone or like, if, and if it's like, you can use it with other words, like if you're um, asexual and aromantic, right. you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know how it all works. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder, because I think when we were kids, it was asexual. With someone who yes. like just wasn't oh. interested in anyone at all. Yeah. So is it? A, this I is would, way beyond that. I didn't know you could break it down by feelings. Okay. <laughs> no, I, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm laughing not because I'm making fun. I'm just. I'm fascinated because so. Yeah. So I get and so I get into the car and I tell my other son. I'm like, they're like, what's going on at the house? And there's two girls in the back, and I'm like. Ugh. They're talking about this, you know, the crush that somebody has and how the person that they're crushing on is aromantic. I don't even know what that means. And and they were like, uh, the girl in the back was like, she's like, there's a lot of terms like this. She's like, I know what it means. It basically doesn't have any romantic feelings. And I was like, yeah, and I was just kind of, I felt bad because I was like, I don't know how to, you know, they were asking me what I thought about what he should do. And I was like, sounds like you should find someone else to crush on if like <laughs> they don't have any romantic feelings towards you. I don't know if they can have other feelings towards you, but yeah. So I, I'm fascinated. I mean- I think the way kids are growing up today is fascinating and like all of the terminology and all of the yeah. ways that the kids are labeling themselves and, and more power to you if it helps you. I don't always get it. Uh, and I don't mean to sound like I'm like older, fudgy, like I don't get it. I mean, I don't know all the terms. Like I would like to understand and learn, right, right. but um, I, I, I just, I hope that they're not overly doing it in the sense so that, because um, I don't know why there's a need to label. Yeah. So much. Although you know, I, I don't know. I'm not it, saying that they are, but yeah, it would have come in handy. Think about it when you were like young in bars and some guy hit on you that you didn't want. <laughs> you could have just been like, sorry, I'm a romantic, like sums it up. <laughs> we're done here. That would have been great. That would have been a good term yeah. to have in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Like you could have been like, I'm asexual and aromantic and you're an asshole. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. I no, I, I I think it's fascinating. I'm like, where I have to go online and like get some because there are a lot of things like that that I'm like yeah. the kids are always like, Mom, this is what it means. And I'm like, okay, I don't mean to be like the again, you're it's inevitable we're gonna turn into that because that's just we're not living their world. It's very it is different, but it is very different. It is I and again, right. Understand. I feel like, you know, whatever you need to do to find your path, you do that. And I whatever whatever yeah. you tell me I can do to help you with that, I'm fine with it. But no, I don't, I don't understand it always. <laughs> no, no. And I, I'm like, I'm like, I kind of want to, is there a website where all these terms are? Cause I'd like to just, cause I hear a lot of different things, but that was one just stuck out. Cause I was like, she's an arrow. They kept saying she's an arrow. She's an arrow. I'm like, arrow. <laughs> oh, so arrow is like short for aromantic. Aromantic. Yeah. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Lots of lingo. So Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I think I think a lot of kids are like arrows till they get a little older. You know, like right. they're just not sure. really ready for that yet. And I no, and good. romance feels like so. I was kind of right, and so in my head I was like, well, if she's not arrow, if she's arrow, like, well, don't romance her then. <laughs> like, 
I don't know what to like. I'm not. You probably again, just... shouldn't talk to these kids. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm taking it literal, you know. Like, well, then don't, you know, then do the opposite of that and don't romance her. I don't know. Like, I don't. <laughs> but this is why like, I need a handbook. I would like the handbook yeah. so that I can understand because I'd like to, and I'd like to be able to. I don't need to give advice. But I'm just saying. I would just like to understand. Yes, that's like all. Understands. Yeah, I also feel bad, you know, um, with pronouns. We have some younger people in our lives who use, you know, yep. their own pronouns, and I'm, I have no judgment on that. I just grammatically really have a hard time. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I have. A, you know, I, a, a I think we just was... struggle with it because you know, I, right. if you're if you're 16 and are introducing a new speech pattern your brain still has some plasticity to it and can do it. When you're in your <laughs> late 40s, I'm like, listen, I still call the local store the Grand Union, and it, that was four stars ago. You know, like, right. I, just, yeah. Yeah. I just don't have that. Um, I don't have that anymore. I cannot make these changes quickly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I will not agree. But, like, I, I, as someone who writes a lot, and not being for business, but like I had a, a coworker who was really a grammarian, and she was like, "This is tough." Yeah, <laughs> she would just be like, this. "Like we didn't have to do it in the work setting because it wasn't about anything personal or anybody." You know what I mean? Um, and more and more, you know, this is why LinkedIn has created those. They put the pronouns under people's right. names now, so that you can, you know, again normalize this stuff, and it's important. Absolutely. I get it. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It's just she would she would say to me like, and I I'm not as a grammarian as she is, and so she would be like, it's, "This is really tough. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to switch over." She's like, "I will respect how they want to be identified, but that's not. It's hard, right? Because right. you've learned for one way for so long. Yes. You know, it just really takes." Uh, and I'm willing to put in the effort for sure, but please, when I yeah. mess up, please forgive me because it's not um, it's not for lack of respect. It's for lack of ability. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just going to take us a little longer. Um, yeah. My kids and I talk about that. They even screw up, you know, and so we've talked about that, too, with some of their friends who are trans or whatever, you know, and, and basically, you know, how they want to be identified and then they'll slip up and then immediately like say, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. You know, like even if the person's not around, they'll be like, Oh wait, no, I screwed that up. Or they'll correct each other. Cause they're like, their friends have made it clear to them. Like it's important for if you get it right. Like, like we're, they're not going to, they're not going to embarrass you about it. But, but if you get to know them, their friends, like they, their friends would like for you to get it right, you know, right. but they're not going to say it overtly to you and be mad at you, but that's who they, that's how they identify. So they want that, you know, and I, yeah. you know, when you're young and I think fragile and you're working through yourself, yeah, all the more reason to try to do that and respect that. And so. Oh, a hundred percent. Always choose kindness. Yeah. You know, no matter what your yeah. thoughts are, just choose kindness. If someone is telling you yeah. what they need from you and you are, have that in your ability, at least try, yeah. you know, yeah. What, yeah. what, you know, it's no skin off your back. Um, no. So I do no. definitely I mean, try, but it is, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy yeah. because you don't, it's not something that I think about. Um, no, but it's interesting where, you know, and, and what the thing I can relate it to is my recent jobs. Um, there's a lot of discussion about diversity, equity and inclusion and belonging and stuff and like, you know, trainings and courses and discussions we have internally at, at companies and how to be more inclusive and welcoming and respecting people's preferences and identities and um and how to infuse that into a very corporate world is hard for for lots of companies at, at large right individually i think people are fine and getting it you know as yeah. long, you know when you know your coworkers preferences you do it right and so there's been more and more interesting like um trainings that we have to take and courses we take and then we do sessions we do discussions and i think um just like how i'm learning and people ask me about my background i'm like don't, I'm not a monolith. Like, don't group me into a group. Like, ask me what my preference is. Right. And I'm not necessarily like expecting that if you're trying to address the larger group where maybe, so let's say like, we'll just use an example. Like if there's all these Spanish speaking people, but we all identify our preferences are all vastly different, right? One might like Latinx or Latino or Latina. I want to say Hispanic. 
or there's some variations of those things, right? Or you want to be identified by your ethnic background, which fine, but I don't expect companies at large to just be able to um, get all of that right, right? When they're trying to address the larger group. So we, you know, sometimes it, it is helpful to just label it in a way that's inclusive enough, right? Or as much as possible. But individually, I do expect that you you ask, what is right. my preference, right? Don't assume that I'm a Latin X or Latina or, you know, because <laughs> some of these terms are also newer that reflect the younger generation than, than the older generation. So I still refer to myself as Spanish, Hispanic. Like that's, it's broader, it's bigger. It's also based on my ethnicity, whatever. But I also, then if you ask me, will tell you where my parents are from and where, and now that I've answered Ancestry.com in my head, I go right towards those yeah, so things, right? I think the lesson here is don't ask Julie unless you have some time. <laughs> But that's the, that's the problem, Mike, you know, like, and it's, and it's funny because I think in working in corporate America for so long, like there'd be a long time where I wasn't asked at all, you know? Right. So like I'm having to figure out what is my, you know, and I don't, it's not a hard and fast rule that like I might answer you today a certain way. And then tomorrow I may say something different because I haven't had because no one was interested. Um, they made their own assumptions, you know, right, and now right. people are interested and you're like, oh shit, I have to have an answer to this question or, you know, or be able yeah. to explain it. But yeah, yeah, don't ask me unless you have a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I'm happy to tell you, but yeah. 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 No, I think that's a good point. And I, I do think I do think it's true that on an on an individual basis, and for so many issues that we have in the world today, on yeah. an individual basis, like when you meet someone and you're having an actual interaction with him, a lot of the things that we've made very big in our head on social media and in the news and blah, 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 really don't matter on a one-to-one -one basis. You know, it's a bit, it just becomes very yeah. organic to say, oh, what do you prefer? And then you know this person as an individual and you want to exactly. honor their feelings no matter what right. they are, even if they're different. You know, our our actual interactions with people are so much nicer than the discussion of our yes. interactions. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, you're absolutely right. And I think when when media show clips of school board meetings and people getting irate, I'm sure if you had a conversation with that person and you understood where they were coming from right. and then maybe shared a different side and also agree to disagree, that's okay too. Yep. I'm not saying every conversation will end up that way. But that's why I bring up the, like, whether it's, you know, identity related or it's, you know, ethnicity related or race related, like, asking people right and just yeah. don't assume i think is is something we have a terrible problem <laughs> like we just assume that yeah. everybody's either the same or just we're just going to bucket you because of your color of your skin it's like yeah. you have no idea what my background like my, my skin color represents you really don't we just right. make assumptions yeah yeah we do that for a lot of things yeah getting to know someone personally is a whole different ball game yeah and probably where we yeah. should all be focusing as opposed to yeah. social media <laughs> yeah yeah you know, and i get right and just also right just judging like people really by... right like bring it into your own community your own interactions and keep it there yeah. for the most part yeah. yeah well that's the lesson for today that is the lesson for today <laughs> wow. that big hour and ask julie her friends <laughs> <laughs> and read a lot of books and read a lot of books <laughs> <laughs> and grow chickens in your backyard grow chickens well raise raise chickens okay raise yeah. chickens and goats grow chickens and maybe rabbits <laughs> oh the farm near us is getting um dwarf goats they're oh. getting like and and they and they need um sorry about that my little house saying? on the my yeah, house on the prairie who's um, got that uh... <laughs> my little house on the prairie ringtone um they need uh a place so while they're introducing them to the goats that are already there they want uh -huh. to kind of do that gently and so they they're looking for a place for the pygmy goats to stay <gasps> in the evenings uh-huh i have to run this by norm because <laughs> i'm all in all in yeah. for having baby goats in the backyard I want baby goats. I know. Oh, that I would know. be so cute. And they eat the grass. He should be happy. And they eat the poison ivy. And the poison. Which right. I have you right you now. Need... I, I have poison ivy oh. on my ear. <laughs> what? 
Because I was I was weeding where there was poison ivy, so I was all you know you leaning in. Leaves. Yep, I was gloved up, but I must have either like leaned in and rubbed my ear against something, or, touched, or I yeah. had it on my glove probably. And oh well, now you need to make like earmuffs yeah. for your. <laughs> so I I, face mask. I weeded with poison ivy and got uh you know I I came out Scott it's all clear except for my poor ear. Oh, well, but that's yeah. good, though. I mean, like, at least it was just one spot. Just not one spot. Just everywhere. The, the, but yeah, yeah, see, there you go. Right there. Because you guys would always get. Yeah, you're always getting it. Yeah, yeah I know. it's a preventative. It's a preventative. We need them. We need them. Yeah. It's medicinal, yep. Norman. Medicinal. <laughs> They're medicinal yes. goats. <laughs> yes. Well, right. They go back there for calming, anxiety, you know, reducing anxiety. Right. We can you can make and all it would only them. be a few nights. I mean, it would only be. Yeah. I'll yeah. let you well, know. I'll send you a video yeah. if we do it. For yeah. those goats, it'd only be a few nights. But when you get your own, right, they're permanent. But yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh. All right. Wow. All right, darling. We'll have a good week. You too. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.